Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Vibes podcast. This episode brought to you by Lost Studios. Go follow us at Lost Tech Studios on all social medias. Go follow the Sunday Vibes podcast at Sunday Vibes Pod for all other updates about this podcast. This episode's a very fun and uh, interesting one, a bit uh, out of the norm, I would say, because I'm not hosting this one. Oh, right. It's Habib. We got Janae, and then we got Nathaniel all the way over over there. So, hello. Uh, but yes, we this is a fun episode and a goofy episode. Probably goofy, probably not goofy. We'll see, because it's all hosted by Nathaniel. Take it away, boss. Uh, okay. This is podcast number four twenty six nine, and I'm your <laughs> and I'm your host, Habib. <laughs> Uh, and this is your co-host Janae and also Habib Mm -hmm. and (laughs) this first question is (laughs) how's this week been treating you guys and girl wow and Habib what a what a riveting question just to (laughs) knock everything out the door Janae would you want to go first I mean, Habib's first, right? You want me to be first? I don't mind. I don't mind sharing the week. I don't mind. The class of Habib's can go first. Ah, well, my week was fun. It led, uh... So I've been, like, having a little bit of, like, creative block leading up to the week. So this week, uh, I was able to tackle a lot of the creative projects that we have. Got a lot of designs out there. Um... Other than that, got a bunch of admin work as well, like pre-production work on the projects we're doing this weekend, like the, uh, well, by this time it should be out, the Marcus music video for Nick V, um, which is going to be shot this weekend. And then, yeah, just, just, uh, just all around, just being productive, you know, doing, doing the good stuffs. Uh, I would like to say, all right, right before the recording of this podcast, I left like to go pick up my sister who gets off work at like 7 30 ish so i left to go pick her up mm-hmm. <laughs> i completely forgot that i had that we had the podcast today I, I hadn't checked my calendar at all i was goofing off with my parents and we we're just having fun and then i was like hey y'all go y'all go on like a nice long drive you know do enjoy enjoy your time go visit your brothers or sisters whatever you want I'll go pick up our my sister, right? Because they were going to be like, okay, let's go pick her up. I'm like, I'll pick her up. I'll do that for you. So we picked her up. I'm sitting downstairs this whole time texting Janae about, you know, the clothing stuff we were talking about. And I'm just like texting her like, yeah, dude, this yeah. is awesome. We should do this. We should do that. And it's like, great. Everything's great. Everything's fun. And I'm like, <laughs> it's eight o'clock. I'm like, wow. should uh, Something came up on the podcast and... uh uh, on the topic of the podcast, I'm like, speaking of the podcast, shouldn't we be recording right now? And then she hits me with the, yeah, we're waiting on you, stupid. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I, <laughs> right then and there at eight o'clock, I ran upstairs and I just like, whoosh, and here I am. <laughs> nope. yeah, I thought she knew the whole time. So I was like, okay, we're doing a little. Quick lost studio catch up before the podcast, and then at eight o'clock, I'm I'm like looking and and um, literally Nathaniel spamming you in the chat. So I was like, okay, clearly this man knows. Um, 
Yeah, at eight o'clock, I'm like, I'm looking at the chat. He's still not on. And then all of a sudden he goes, don't we have a podcast today? And I'm like, yeah, we're we're here. Where are you? Dude, I completely forgot. But yeah, how's y'all today's been or week's been? It's been good. Um, It's been very interesting. Because actually, what's today, Thursday? On Wednesday, Mm -hmm. um... Everyone in the company, well, not everybody, there's like seven of us total, but only like three people actually showed up in the office. Like usually I'm by myself because uh, they have us all spread out. And then um, the manager moved to a different part of the building. I have a whole room to myself. And then I was I was asking somebody like if, if they could come in because I was like, I, I want to have somebody with me. And then all of a sudden, like two, two three other people showed up too. And I'm like, okay like where were y'all five days ago when i was extremely lonely (laughs) like it was really exciting and like i felt the love and like i I felt really spoiled and so today when it was just me and one other person i was just like can y'all come back (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like i was really like it was anna i miss my my coworkers. we're like their family so it's awesome um and then i hung out with one of my besties because i was like i'm going insane um we had ramen which i realized i didn't have for like since february but then you didn't have like legit ramen not like a couple noodles Mm -hmm. yeah that's like one of those food for the souls type dude i haven't had needed that wow profanity not my podcast (laughs) no cursing on nathaniel's episode okay Ah, (laughs) (laughs) wait (laughs) um no dude i'm I'm in the same boat whereas like i've been craving sushi for like the last like whole freaking like quarantine and i have the fish raw fish with rice Mm. yep oof that balls and everything that just be hitting different anything Mm -hmm. how was your week nathaniel um pretty good it's pretty interesting because my lips are chapped that's about it wow <laughs> yeah. damn i feel that i felt that like, yeah dang sometimes it happens when i eat too much sodium yeah, i don't have to figure that out but it's okay my life's together all right good to know about your hey, chapped hydrated, lips <laughs> yep <laughs> so got it. it cool next what question. else do you have for us Dude, we're on the same wave today, dude. We're on the what? I really hope I... there's no right and wrong answer. <laughs> today and I are on the same wave. There is a right answer to this one. Is water wet? What do y'all think? No. <laughs> water is, there is not a correct answer. Wet. <laughs> Tell me why you think that. Uh let's and see. And your time's up. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Alrighty. <laughs> Cool. I guess it's all up to today now. All right, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Better have the right answer. One of the answers is given. (laughs) You better have a 50-50 chance of getting this correctly. Why can't (laughs) you what? I mean it's like water is what makes things wet. So how how can water make itself wet? It can. First of all. Mm. You have a cup of water, right? 
and it has to be something has to be surrounded by water. The inside of the cup's wet, naturally. But that means but, the cup is well, wet. Yeah. If you zoom in on yeah. that water, you have water molecules, right? Continue. So I guess the real question is, what's the definition what? of wet? Like, Excuse just me. something surrounded by water molecules, <laughs> and then water surrounding itself? You have these water molecules, right? Surrounded by more water molecules, okay. making that water wet. All like, right, so I'm on theguardian.com. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm on theguardian.com. The question came up <clears throat> was, why is water wet? The answer was, water isn't wet. Wetness is a description of our experience of water. What happens to us when we come into contact with water in such a way that it impinges, that a word impinges on our state of being. We in our possession or our possessions get quote unquote get wet, a less imping impinging sense experience of water is that Can we have a definition on that. It is cold or warm, blah blah blah. We learn by experience that the sensation of wetness is associated with water. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Any fluid could be said to be wet if wetness is a result of the sensation caused by the movement of the fluid over the skin. However, how, have you ever noticed that you can't feel wetness if you are hold your hand perfectly still in a submerged water? Oh. It said liquid, right? Is water the only liquid we got? Yes. Okay. Well, that <laughs> answers that question. I pee water. <laughs> so I'm right. All right. What's, so, uh -huh. what's your answer? So you see mercury at room temperature is also a liquid. Okay. Not containing water. Is mercury it's an wet? element. Mercury is indeed wet. Mercury. So that means that. Well, you didn't say mercury. You said water. You said is you water mercury wet? in a cup of water. That water is not wet. Wait, we mercury need a, is wet. We need a definitive answer here. I just the mercury is wet. It just said a liquid. Yeah, the mercury is wet, we, but the water is not. From our wet. perspective, we associate wet with water. But it depends on the liquid <laughs> sensation True. of fluid dynamics. I have the degree here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have a degree in water. What? That doesn't make any sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My degree includes you, materials. You're sciences. a glorified power outlet. Be quiet. Uh, being okay. So answer one: being a liquid, water is not wet itself. But we can make other materials solid, other solid materials wet. Wetness is the ability of a liquid to adhere to the surface <laughs> of the solid. solid. So when we say that something is wet, we mean the liquid is sticking to the surface of the material. Liquid. But water Does by itself. Water? But water by itself is not wet. Water is, water is not sticking to itself to make itself wet. That's the same. Are you saying? Are yeah. you saying? And like same with your mercury. You saying, like mercury touching itself is not wet, but mercury in a cup of water. That mercury is now wet because it's submerged in another no, liquid. The cup at the same is wet. time, the same time, the water is wet because the mercury is in it. Why is there water and mercury? But it's not surrounded by mercury. Because he put it in there to prove his point. No, I'm just talking about a single cup of water and oh, a single cup of mercury. mercury. If they're touching each other, then they're surrounding by another liquid. But the liquid by itself is not wet. Yeah. Yes, it is. No, water, wetness is... Are you saying electrons are not solids? What? Are you saying... Molecules are not solids. Are you saying water is not a solid? 
If water is made up of molecules and molecules are solid, are you transversely saying water is, is a solid? A water molecule can be a solid. But then I'll, what do, the relationship of multiple water molecules in a liquid state of matter. Okay, but it's, a, it's how those molecules stick or combine with another solid object. Yeah. Which is how they we don't make, combine, stupid. It's how they stick with it, right? That's what we describe sure. as wetness. Elastic. Yeah, it's, Elastic. it's sticking to the surface of something else. Yeah, and that's what yeah. the wet sensation is. Well, what if you have oil yeah. on your hand and he doesn't get... <laughs> <laughs> the water doesn't stick to you. All right. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> uh, good. I think we solved this mystery. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> make of that what you will. <laughs> what does it mean to be non-binary? Oh, we had a we had this conversation a while, or not this conversation, but this idea a while ago, right? Where we wanted to talk to people who were. Um, who identified differently and like different uh mm-hmm. in, in genders or sexually or what have you. Um, Nathaniel and I had this conversation that we genuinely want more people on the uh, podcast who can help explain to us because we're just curious about the whole thing. Like, because we're just heterosexual males. Like, it's yeah. just you know, it's just as basic hardcore. as you can get. <laughs> hardcore. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, not me. I'll, I'll kiss you. <laughs> I'll kiss you real good. Um. Uh, what was that? Because he has a jar of kisses, Janae. Stop thinking like that. Yeah, I got a whole jar of kisses, dude. I'll give him a kiss. Wow, wow, Janae, dude. Nothing's wrong with that, though. I don't mind. Um, uh, what was that? It's saying? not Sour Patch Kids, but yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can't do sour stuff for an extended period of time. I'll have one or two, but like not a jar full. Cause you're weak. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. The question is, what does it mean to be... I'm sorry. So, yeah. We wa- we were talking about how having... We wanted to have more non-binary? guests. Non-binary? Yes. What does it mean to be non-binary? Yeah. I mean... Can't walk, yeah, like... Well, I'm not a male. I am a heterosexual female. <laughs> so... <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> well, you were like, yeah, us heterosexual males. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... But like, I I don't completely like I I I can only like give my best guess because I you know I don't completely understand everything. Mm-hmm. I try my best. I try to learn as I go. But um, I mean, non-binary means that they just they don't identify with uh with like the I want to say like the basic standards that society has. You know, like the labels that. The, the at least the basic labels that have been created so far like mm-hmm. they just don't identify with those types of things um but i i don't know the full scope of what that means uh, yeah i think you're you're pretty spot on uh so the answer from let me double check this website this is called transequality.org so I'm gonna make I'm I'm gonna assume this is a pretty legitimate source. They've got a .org site, uh. So I'm thinking if it's different, please reach out and let us know so we can correct ourselves in the future. Um, but yeah. So the question comes up: 
What does it mean to be non to be a non-binary gender? Quote, the idea that there are only two genders is sometimes called a, quote, gender binary, end quote, because binary means having two parts, male and female. Therefore, non-binary is one term people use to describe genders that don't fall into one of these two categories, male or female. So they don't identify with being a male or a female. That's not what binary I have a question. Means, okay. I have curiosity. Oh, binary so in the terms. What is gender term. fluidity then? Huh? What? Uh, it's too busy ignoring you. What? Gender, <laughs> gender fluidity. Gender fluidity. Speaking of fluid. So, how is gender fluidity defined? Gender fluid people are people whose gender changes over time. A gender fluid person might identify as a woman one day and a man the next. They might also identify as a gender, bi gender, or another non binary identity. So I guess they pick and choose over time, however they grow and whatever they feel like. In it's that. like you kind of just evolve from. With, okay. Yeah, with your experiences over time, however you feel, I guess, giving them more control. So, wait a second. Well, I don't think it's like, oh, they're flip-flopping all day, every day kind of thing. But I think it's like over a period of time, they've noticed that, hey, I don't think this is what best describes me. And and that's why they want to, uh, you know, change or, or identify as a different Sounds person. It sounds like it's just a a uh, product of the toxic side of both things. Mm-hmm. The toxic and toxic masculinity, toxic yeah. feminism. True. I think just it, because no, I but think you're it's right. like if I, uh, I mean, there's always been a conversation of being in touch with your feminine side or men. being a guy, and it's yeah. like. Whatever. It doesn't make me non-binary. Like I would be considered a tomboy even though I identify as female. What happened to tomboy? I have tomboy like... characteristics. Huh? I'm like... Oh, because you said like being in touch with the, no, no, the no. side of... He's asking femininity. what happened to the term of tomboy. That's just what being non-binary um, is. So were these like pre-terms tomboy before? evolution. Yeah, were these like terms... Were, were tomboys or tom girls like... Were these terms used before these more official and and widely respected terms came out or widely yeah i think so to to gain more clarity on them to give them more like an official i guess yeah because i mean when when you're younger like we didn't have as much awareness to these types of things um like people are coming out a lot more and you know the lgbtq plus community is like continuously expanding because they're you know more things are coming out um so I guess, well, I guess I have to change what I say then, because at the time when I was a kid, even though I fully understood and identified as being a female, like, I guess you would say I had, like, masculine characteristics. Well, it, I, then what is that, you know? Because then it's like, because I wasn't your textbook female, like, I didn't do the whole girly thing, my favorite color wasn't pink. I didn't, you know, braiding hair wasn't my first thing I wanted to do. Like, I was always a kid running around the playground. You know, I ate twigs at one point. You know, I was always getting dirty. You know, what, what boys would do. You know, little little scallion kids or whatever. 
I guess like that. Like if you wanted to, like girls are supposed to be clean and dainty and petite and wear dresses and love pink. Like I, I wasn't like a super fashion fashionista kid either. Like I wore shorts and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I guess he, I was, he was like, I'm a girl, but like I'm a tom, I'm a tomboy. Yeah, yeah. Well, like overalls and stuff like that. Like I never wore fashionable things. It was more practical clothing. Yeah, she wasn't like in dresses or anything or skirts. Yeah, they're like, why put a dress on her? She'll get dirty. So wait, wait. Slap her (laughs) overalls and send her away. Yeah. Well, what'd you say, Nathaniel? Overalls are just denim rompers. That is, yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they're country rompers. Um, I was gonna say something smart. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Oh yeah, um, I still. It's hard time for me to wrap around these people's mindset because it's like you're not binary if you don't identify as male or female, but you have to use the bathroom in a public space. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Which one are you gonna walk into? I mean, you identifying with one and and it is up to you. But what I mean, in my, I would assume right which is you know not my place to but for sake of conversation i feel like just to keep up society because they still live in a society where uh we haven't adapted to you know all um the lgbtq movement or plus movement uh very well in terms of our like public uh bathrooms because there's a lot of places that have your unisex bathrooms right where like it's boys and girls everyone just just shut up and go yeah that was an issue beforehand yeah like it doesn't really matter it's also like it's like when they fill out their government documents like Uh uh-huh yeah like like your driver's license or things like that like they require you to pick a gender to put on there so it's well, like i feel they like you kind of have to pick something in yeah. order to, fit with to, to still be part of society it's like extremely american fortunately but yeah like it's that's all you know it's just so interesting you think it's only american culture that's been pushing the lgbtq movement no just the non-binary oh. specifically oh i would like to see some data on that because I feel like we don't get, like, oh. news or, or anything from other countries, especially living in America, right? We're very, like, closed-minded about, like, what's us is us, and we don't care about anything America. across the world. Very close-minded. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to see, uh, like, in Europe, in Asia, South Asia, Middle East, South America, um, like, all these places around the world where, like, how this is going. Because personally, like, with my personal experience um going to like pakistan and stuff right there's um a good percentage of men over there who dre- who they are like uh who dress like women right who identify men. as women yes men who identify mm. as women and you know they have such a good like uh supportive community where they feel comfortable enough to dress as a woman and step out into the world and and you know live the life that they 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 want um this in turn mm. uh makes them really like i feel like society over there uh still to this day i feel like it's getting better um but it casts them out still a little they're still a bit like shunned like oh don't talk to her or don't talk to him or anything like that but 
more and more I'm seeing on like Indian and Pakistani TV um, that these that these people are being represented. They're given a voice and a platform to, you know, come on TV, share it to the world that, hey, uh, as as like a child, uh, when I went back to Pakistan, like fudge, dude, 10 years ago or so, like after eighth grade, um, I went back and, and a good chunk was like, oh, don't don't talk to them or, or something like that. It was very like, hey, stay away, stay wary, right? These are bad people. But then on the other side, I see, like, I, I watch documentaries and, and content about um, these people in Pakistan and all, like, the persecution they've had to face, all the, the, the hate they've had to, to push past, um, and how this very underground, mm-hmm. close-knit community still to this day helps each other. Because that's all they have is each other, right? Not They don't have, like, thousands, they, they don't yeah. have, like, tens of thousands of them um, or people who identify them with them openly. But... They also express the fact that a lot of uh, closeted men are still will, will be interested in them. They'll be interested in the lifestyle, but publicly, family-wise, they'll they'll still be you know uh, hiding themselves or whatever they feel because they're scared about society's judgment on them. The East Asia, I feel like, is still very judgmental, um, and that's what is like really I feel like a downfall. Um, but yeah, like I know for a fact it happens there. So I'd be, you know, I'd be hard pressed to find a country or a culture where there's not a good, you know, a good sizable community of, of the of people in the well, LGBT world. It takes time because it's like, I mean, the world kind of spent so long viewing things a certain way. And then now as we're evolving, um, we're becoming more aware of things. And that's how the LGBTQ plus community started coming out more. And expanding more now because you know as a world we're we are evolving but like not we're not takes time yeah definitely like, you know like i can tell you like, my parents even remember a time when things are very simple and straightforward to it's this or it's that and you know like i feel like our generation gen z gen z we're basically mm-hmm. gen z's yeah um we're, we're much more open-minded than our parents is that and that's current time like yeah so there's still there's still more to go my question is is that in part does that have anything to do with the fact that we do live in the age of technology an age of how fast news travels you know everyone has a camera in their pocket everyone has this platform so, because information is more accessible now so you can you can educate yourself more and learn more things to i guess make your own opinions and ideas i don't think it's even like you can educate yourself more i feel like it's it's being even like connection of people because now these people can reach out to more Mm -hmm. and like they can come you know they're more connected now yeah definitely i think it's just kind of like found the nearest people near you made a group and then you supported each other and they're they're able to grow not even that right because there is i feel like I mean, I never lived in the 70s or 80s because I was born in 96. But what I'm saying is like in the past, your yeah. read up of these historical figures or just people in general who um, there are couples who would share connected homes, right? Where there would be doorways within the house. So front facing, community facing, these couples were heterosexual couples living, you know, in connected houses. But later, 
it's like people speculate or maybe it has come out but i think for right now in my mind it's still like people might be speculating because i don't know for a fact um that what happened was the couples would you know switch partners over there like once the doors closed like they just switched partners you know because there were two gay couples living together um so i feel like this thing has been you know lgbtq people plus people have been what's the word for it? they've been in our community for for years and years and years and i think integrated this, integrated i don't think integrated because integrated means you put that piece in right no it just means it's within a certain area i guess which the area means population yeah but i get i mean i'm saying they've been there for for yeah. years and years and years even before like you know in egyptian times before that and before that and before that so yeah i think it's just society or or you know the yeah just society just trying to put their pressures and their values on top of everyone and uh mob mentality always wins especially in a world where there is no technology and information being shared correctly and even now when we do have the most information being shared um there's too much information and then that's on it on itself forms a mob mentality so i think that's why these groups got persecuted the way they did and still do um is again because of mob mentality oh if i'm not against this this behavior then what would my neighbor think kind of thing and because of that like judgment yeah. and that that fear um because if my neighbor thinks I'm weird, then I'll be lumped in with these guys and then I'll be in danger and my children will be in danger and my family will be in danger. So if you weigh the odds there, it's like, ah, oh, crap. You know, back in the day, people didn't have the liberty for that. But as society progresses, I feel like as humanity progresses, it's becoming more apparent mm -hmm. and we're slowly working towards towards a better future, which is what we could all hope for. Yeah, unfortunately, fear drives decision. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. one person at a time. All right. Yeah, Janae, one person at a time. Oh. Janae, go. I was talking ladies first. No. Um, what was I saying? Exactly. Oh, uh, anyway, fear drives decision, but never. It's not always in the best way. Like it's, and yeah, people being uncomfortable makes them fear. So yeah. And you were saying that they don't understand and they feel uncomfortable about something, they're going to lean the other way. I'm sorry. I thought you were Instead done talking. <laughs> we all thought you were done talking. You just took a very long pause and I'm like, oh, okay. She, she wrapped that up. I'm so sorry. I apologize. As I was saying when I'm... Okay, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> I'm actually done. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. Dope. Nathaniel, you were saying... Humans by nature are afraid of what we don't know because of our cerebral evolution. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. If something we can't understand, being as smart as we are, then we're naturally afraid of it. And because none of these things are written in history, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure these people or people with this, um, I guess, perspective on life have existed. It's just not written in history because it wasn't normal yeah that's true and they try to bury it but it still exists and now we have freedom of speech and internet but yeah i've actually mm -hmm. when i was doing my research on stem cells or whatever there's a whole bunch of genetic information um but they only talked about 
bisexual, not bisexual, but homosexual people, how it's actually very possible to be genetically attracted to the same gender as you. So it's probably fair game to say you can, um, what is it, not feel like a, what is it? I already, I forgot the overarching topic of this <laughs> question, but it's very possible to feel different ways than yeah. what's considered normal. I understand that. Yeah. That's a good, good take. Yeah. Even though I may have a Christian background <laughs> now, but I'm not going to be like, Jesus loves everyone, but you gay person. That's not how that works. Yeah. And I think that's one yeah. of the things I disagree in Islam as well. Right, where a lot of cons- conservative Muslims to today, and I, I'm sure I'll get stoned to death to say this. Um, At least I'll feel something, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're again, just like how I said in Pakistan, that that's the reason they're persecuted is by, in fact, their religion. They're they're like, oh no, uh, you can't you can't be gay, you know, same sex. No, you can't do this. You can't do that. But I'm I'm also of the mind of like, hey, just just let the person live their life. You don't know what Allah's gonna say at the end of the day. You know, like like if you feel that way, great. Uh, but don't push that belief onto the other person and tell them that yep. they're wrong. You could do this by you could convince them, quote unquote, right, in your own wrong manner. Um by genuinely being a good person and going above and beyond for your community. And, and that's the best way you can set an example for yourself and your religion. Um, but other than that, there you, you are not here to like, like Islam itself is what I could speak on. I don't know too much about Christianity, Buddhism or Hinduism or, or anything else. Um, but I feel like as a very peaceful religion, you are not here. You, you shouldn't be spreading your religion through violence or intimidation or anything like that. Um, and again, just just let them live, bro. As long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as 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 members of your society aren't hurting anybody, they're chill. Right. They're, they're giving back yep. to the world. They're paying their taxes. They're paying their rent. Like, I don't understand a problem here. Yeah. I mean, uh, and Jesus well, I'm Catholic, say, but oh, go ahead. As Jesus would say, that he who has not throw the first rock, meaning you accuse this woman, and contextually, this he was protecting this woman who has been charged with adultery. She was about to get stoned, and then these people were bashing on him. But Jesus is like, you're. A hypocrite because you act like you haven't sinned in your life which true. is true so it's like we can't really compare our own ourselves when we have something we have problems with ourselves if you're like super religious yeah and you, you can't follow, judge others yeah go ahead Janet. oh um yeah, like you, you shouldn't really be judging others. Uh, I mean, you yourself are not perfect. You're also flawed. So, who are you to be the one to make that judgment call? And um, but there's also another story that I just remembered, and I'm hella paraphrasing. Um, 
but essentially there's this guy and he thought he was doing what jesus wanted him to do and he like killed a bunch of guys um and then he was like no that's no you're actually killing my own people and then he blinded him um and then i forgot a little bit of the story but he ended up getting his vision back and it was in the story he literally got his vision back like he actually went blind and then got his vision back um because he went to this person um but you know the idea was so after he got his vision back he realized what he had done wrong um the people that he was persecuting and so he you know ended up uh, changing his ways but um basically it was he what he thought he was saying wasn't what what was really happening like he he misunderstood and and misinterpreted what was going on and um what he, he thought he was doing what Jesus wanted him to do but really he wasn't and so a lot of people who are like well you know Jesus hates gays and it's like well uh, is that Jesus, that's Jesus not really yeah I was like I think you're kind of blurring not things and, yeah it's kind of, I had this conversation a lot it's like. You shouldn't be afraid of it because of what other people tell you about it. It should be your own experience, which is what the whole point of Christianity should be. Yeah, and it's your connection with God. Like, you can't really tell what other people, you know, how they have their relationship and where they happen in life. That's really up to each person. Like, you have your own journey in life. You have, you know, there's certain things that he has set out for you. So it's like, I can guarantee you spreading hate is not going to be one of them, but you know. So yeah. If I may, I feel like you can talk about your religion. You can express your views on religion. You can do it all, right? But what you can't Mm -hmm. do is force your ideologies, whether it be religious or non-religious on someone. Right. At the end of the day, that is it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, Definitely. If, if you strip everything away, what is at at the end of the day between uh, any religion, I find right, is just to be a good human being and to treat others the way you want to be treated or better than you want to be treated. That's it. I don't Isn't care. Is that the golden rule? <laughs> yeah, like that is the like, treat others the way you want to be treated. <laughs> Like, they teach you that like elementary school. Right? Like if you want like if you're following your religion, great, have fun, good luck, do you boo. But again, don't judge others and and don't let your judgment of others keep you from helping them when they're in need or just being a genuine person. That's that's literally yeah. all that the world should care about. But again, people get over themselves a little too much thinking they're right and they want to be, you know, right for sure, which is why we've had so many wars and and so much, so much yeah. uh, conflict over the years since humanity. But, you know, be the change, be, be the reason, be the one. Bro, do it. Next question, please. Be the best second, version second. of yourself. Second Amendment was a mistake. Next question. Wait. What was second, second First Amendment. Freedom of speech was a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why do you say that? Right to bear arms? Anyway, next question. <laughs> okay. Because it gives fucking anti-vaxxers a voice. Like, bro. How dare they? 
No, stupid anyway. This is kind of relates. This kind of relates to that. I put for a third question. Why are there people? Yes. Even trying to normalize pedophilia. Uh, I think it's their innate, uh, their own disgusting nature coming forth. I think that's just what it is. They're just trying to be like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Just so they could be disgusting, vile animals. They're disgusting pills. Yeah. I think that's the only reason. So I've heard this conversation a lot because of Netflix's new show, uh, Tiny Dancers, Little Dancers. Cuties. Cuties. There you go. Cuties. Cuties. It is a documentary. I'm paraphrasing here. I have not watched it. It is a documentary following pageant, the pageant industry, the children pageant industry. Mm-hmm. It's following uh, these girls who are very young. I feel like early teens. Um, below 18 that's what matters yeah i mean these girls are very young though right um and the point of the documentary is to shine light on how disgusting this industry is and of course netflix like the reason it came under fire when it came onto the netflix platform is because netflix did exactly what the documentary was was freaking like explaining here they over sexualized these children the poster itself um was very very uh again sexual yeah poor advertising that's what happened not even poor yeah. advertising i feel like I've to seen, an extent i've seen it it's not even an american show though no it's french i think it's french isn't yeah. it yeah yeah it's by a french director and everything i'm pulling it up um whoever decided american marketing was not doing a good job no no it's not even that i feel like <laughs> to a certain extent i mean you could p- take your pitchforks and go like raise hell but to a certain extent, I feel like the idiots knew what they were doing. Like, this is a way for them to stir up the most conflict, stir up the most... Because uh, we're talking about it here, right? We wouldn't be talking about this this before. So this is the best way to get more eyeballs on this issue. So it's like doing bad for a good result kind of thing to like spread this shit. But, um, yeah. Um <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So it's a, it, again, it was just that poster accompanied with the description, um, which was also very sexualizing of these children. But again, it harps at a bigger issue. There are like billions of dollars made over little girls and boys um, being told that this is what perfect looks like. This is what is going to get you money. This is what going to get you. Your looks is what uh, are what going to get you here or there. And they could try hiding it like, oh, no, we care about their worldviews. We care about what. The- I don't give a crap about what this kid thinks about world. the world. Like, keep it to yourself and then go become a freaking astrophysicist or something and, like, change space. I don't care. Become an economist and, like, change the world. I don't care. I don't. What I do care about is you, the parents or whoever sponsor it is, throwing these kids on stage and having them being judged for their physical abilities to whatever extent. But yeah, and I think the disgusting people who vouch for it are subconsciously or consciously pedophiles. Ooh. I've seen scary looking memes. Or 
people trying to add pedophilia to that LGBTQ community. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no. They're like, age is but a number. In my body, I identify as an eight-year-old boy, but I'm a 35-year-old man. Mm. No, motherfucker. You was not born in the wrong time. Get out of here. Hmm. That's just delusional. Like, no. Get your pedophilia out of here. Get get away from our children. I do hear about people who say they're born in the wrong era. I say that ironically because of my record collection. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, like, I, sometimes I say it, but like I don't actually like... Are you kidding? I live in an era without the PS5 coming out? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was trying to pull everything up. I think they they changed everything on like when on Netflix, like they changed the description and the post and everything. Good. Um, but like on IMBD, they, they didn't change it, and yeah, I can I can see it now. Mm-mm. Yeah, they should have kept that in France. <laughs> no, it was not a good idea. No, it is a good <laughs> not idea. Not a good idea. It is. I feel like any well, slow steps to be made to. Then, fucking... huh. I mean, yeah, but I just mean. It's a general thing. Worked harder on introducing it to us a little bit better. Well, it's not the film's fault. It's not the distributor's I, fault. It's the platform's yeah, it's not. fault. They should have just let us discover it on our own, not see. Because I'm sure most people who are hating on it never seen it. Is yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, like they're most hating... people don't watch Game of Thrones because they think it's porn. Dude, <sighs> I same thing. I hate these people because they're like judging the film. Like this film is talking, or, or this film is advocating for pedophilia. No, that's not what it the film is doing been, at all. It should have been these. It should have been like a back in time documentary history thing, where you talk to these girls as an adult, and they say, "Actually, I've never seen it. That could be what it is. I don't know." <laughs> so we're in the same boat. So this week's homework, like, this week's homework for the podcast guys is to watch the the cuties documentary. And then we come by, come back. No, you gotta watch it. Fuck notes. <laughs> you gotta watch it, and then come back mm. next week. Yeah. And then, if anything of our anything about our opinion or any more information's come to light while watching it, we'll have a little like movie club kind of thing. How about that? We'll like talk it up. You know, we'll be like, "Yo, what's good?" <laughs> Nothing was good. That'll be an interesting topic to bring up, but to kind of add to Nathaniel's thing, I've actually never still to this day have seen the Game of Thrones and people will tell me about it and yeah, the same thing, like people tell me it's a porn show and I've never seen it and that's the most opinion I have of it because it's all that's been told to me. Mm. And dragons, but and you dragons, know. Yeah. yeah it's I, like, I, when I introduced it to my friends, we skip the first season because you actually can <laughs> Because they reference the events in the first season so many times, you can just piece it together. What happens? You're like, oh, that happened. Nice. It's like there's more nudity in that first season than the entire seven other seasons. Mm. I feel combined. like. I feel like that's also the marketing. I guess, like, hey, if we have nudity, there's more people that are gonna watch it and talk about the show. It's. It's probably one of the more accurate representation yes. of that time period. Yeah, I think so, like that's what happened in that time, though, right? People Just, bored. People bored. Side dragons. 
I also didn't have like birth control back in the day, so when you did it, you knew. I did. It's called being ugly. Next question, please. Uh... <laughs> that birth control is it's still alive today. Money. It's called not having money for the. Problem. There you have it, folks. Next question. <laughs> Are libraries becoming obsolete? Yes. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> That's a no <laughs> Should they be though? I don't think uh, so. I think it's just for me. They should just change what they are. I mean, it's just important, no? Libraries should just be, instead of a place to get books, a place to gather information, which can mean computers, mm-hmm. data servers, yeah. people to talk to. Well, that's what our... It'll uh, still be a library. Well, that's how our Fort Bend library was, right? I don't know. If you remember, it was like right across like uh, our school there, but now I moved over. Oh, yeah. Um. It was a library at the news location because I, I I was volunteering there for like two three years, um, so yeah, it was a library where it had books, you could check them out and everything. It was great for the community because a lot of parents and children came, um, a lot of families. Sorry, a lot of families came. They checked out books, had fun. But at this event, there there was also like this uh, rec center kind of thing that had like basketball courts over there and everything. Um, they also had a bunch of computers on every floor where kids could do their homework or whoever needs to really just get on the computer and use it for, for whatever have you. They also had a little game section. So it was like more of like a safe community place, um, for children as well. Um, and I think that adaptation is really good. Um, even to, even the new library that I'm close to, I go there before COVID, I guess, uh, I went there about three times a week almost, um, to do either any freelance work or any work, any homework that I had studying. Um, and it was a good way to like, just get away from all the distractions at home and be put yourself in an environment where everyone is, you know, you don't have a choice, right? You can't do anything. You can't talk. You can't eat. You can't sleep. Um, and it was really good. You can't sleep. Have you been to a university library? Well, this you can't sleep. I know I've been to a university <laughs> library. <laughs> But this is like a regular yeah. library. A university library will always be there, I feel like. But that's yeah. just, yeah. I actually don't have a library near me, but I do have a bookstore. And um, they, they have the same thing where you can sit down and they have Wi-Fi so you can either bring your own device or use some devices that they do offer. That was me at Barnes um, & Noble. So, yeah. I read all Yeah, typically Barnes & Noble is where I end up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy them. I just read them there and put them back. Yeah, you got no money from me, which sucks for Barnes and Noble. Which sucks for Barnes and Noble because like they're not making a sale. But yeah, I just hope Barnes and Noble doesn't go out of business. They shouldn't. They basically created the Usher, the Kindle into existence. So I had a Kindle at one point. Yeah, not the Kindle with the notebook, the one of the digital. Yeah, uh, the notes stuff. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's to read. Like, Pretty sure. Starbucks owns ba, 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 Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Pretty sure. <laughs> I forgot how to say. I was calling them books Bath and Beyond. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically not wrong. Um, it's basically what it is. Yeah. Cool. Uh. We hit the 52-minute mark here. Any last question that you have? 
I have like three. All right, let's go through them, speed run them. What does your bucket list contain? Uh, let's give top three answers. We uh, made a bucket list at one point, didn't we? So my bucket, count. <laughs> my bucket list, I could tell you off the top of my head. One, build an orphanage. Two, um... He has just, a sad boy fetish. Just to clear that up. Anyway, next. What? You <laughs> have a sad child fetish. Okay. Next, no, next it's not that. It's because my, my mother was orphaned when she was very young. And seeing how hard her life's been has been like, hey, a lot of kids have been going. And even my, my younger cousin uh, who lost his father. Uh, you know, because of that, I've seen a lot how hard life is for children who don't have one or two parents in their life. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, having a, and, and you always hear stories of like orphanages abusing these children one way or another. So I want to, you know, potentially help build a place where these children will not be abused. And over time, they will be given the opportunities to work with, uh, get the education, get, get great education that they deserve and have the opportunity to work with fortune 500 companies right out of the, right out the gate, which is something I'm working hard to uh and hopefully fudge dude by the by the time i'm dead i hit it <laughs> i got it um other things are just family oriented i guess just like making sure i can always take care of my sisters and my parents and then yeah just making a film that ends up in a in a theater like a actual hollywood kind of thing or like on yeah That'd be my top three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have very dumb ones. Uh, like, very, you know, simple-minded bucket list. Like, Going to um, Taco I always wanted to fly a helicopter. Ooh. Or tattoos is kind of on there. It's That one's seeming like a little bit more of a, a recent ordeal that might be coming to light, coming to truth, coming to light, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, but like for real answers, uh, I've always wanted to own land and build a ranch. It's um, also very possible. Help with animals in some fashion because you know I've, I've always always have a heart for animals. Animals can't talk. Animals can't fend for themselves. So um, I just have a heart for it. And then. I always wanted to start a nonprofit organization to help children. I've worked in a couple. I've worked with kids almost my entire life. And I, similar to kind of what people was saying, it's like I've seen the hardships that they were going through. And they don't. there's not a lot of resources out there that could really give every child the attention and opportunities and skills that they need to, to become something in life. And it's very unfortunate. And sometimes they get lumped into statistics. Um, and it shouldn't happen it shouldn't be like that so you know it wouldn't hurt the world to have another nonprofit to you know <laughs> help the kids so definitely i want to keep working in some and then hopefully get enough knowledge and and resources and abilities to to create one um haven't really decided too much more on that um and then more of a far-fetched one because I don't, again i don't really know where life will take me but i've always if i granted the opportunity wanted to try doctors without borders oh wow wow yeah that's big again don't know if life will take me uh but if yeah. a big dream of completing doctorates and so, so on later in life yeah. when i'm much older 
Uh, maybe that's something I do in my my grown grown years. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Nathaniel? The only solid answer I have is to take like an extensive historical tour of old European stuff. That's pretty dope. Just getting more. Into I like that a lot. With history. It's always really interesting. Yeah. Castles. I've been to like two castles already last summer but i'm like this is actually really interesting the only time i'm even captivated by a history information being told to me is like ooh, castles they thought this alligator was a dragon that was hilarious that is hilarious what <laughs> and it's like dragons only exist because they thought the alligators <laughs> in the river were dragons so i was like on. whoa Okay. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I just got stupid. That's a lot of information out of nowhere. First off, crazy alligator. Second off, yeah. what? Dragons are real. They're <laughs> like, this dragon, I was killed. Make me king now. Oof. It's lit. And they can't say otherwise. Man, what, because... a, what a time to be alive. Like, all you have to do is kill an alligator and you're king. What time to be alive in like a year? Too long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He died by the age of what, 40. What was the lifespan back then? Four. People didn't live oh. past what? 40? I don't know. I want to say like 30. Adam and Eve's kids lived like 800 years. So Yeah, there's always like mixtures of like information, right? Where like some people lived hundreds of years mm-hmm. and like something happened. And then like now yeah. we live. Well, particularly like. The Black Plague era, you didn't really. But a lot of diseases were coming around. I didn't live Where's that long. Medicine plague? wasn't really developed. You know? Anyway, bad joke. <laughs> uh, awesome. Next question. <laughs> Your mom's a bad joke. It is a bad joke. I agree with you there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I see. This last one, the last two can be compiled into one, I think. Uh, um, part A and Part B uh, answers? Okay. No, like one question. That's what that means. Okay, dokie. Um, <laughs> it's rational to be afraid of failure, but uh-huh. is it also rational to be afraid of success? Yeah, a certain type of success. I don't want to be too famous. I don't want to be famous at all. Wait, what's the question? Sorry, you went well, kind of robotic. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, his question was because there's wait fe- what? The question was because there is fear of success, uh, failure. In term, is there also fear of success, or is it po- is it a possibility? Can it, it be? It could be possible. Could it be afraid of something succeeding or being successful? Succeeding at a good thing? Because I could be scared to succeed at a bad thing, bro. Like, <laughs> I succeeded in in, in killing yeah. all these ducks. <laughs> but no, I'm going to take it as a good thing. Of uh, like, succeeding in being a murderer might not be a good thing. <laughs> no, it depends on what succeeding comes with. Um, and I think that's up to the person themselves to balance their life in that way. Again, I don't want to be 
famous by any stretch of the imagination. I like my seven friends. Well, the only thing I can think of is like if you keep one upping yourself, eventually you can only go so far. And so if you're extreme and like I and I guess it's more situational because especially if you're very successful very quickly, it's like, well, how do you go from there? It's like you kind of screwed yourself by, you know, being so successful so fast, but at the same time it's like, oh no. Yeah. That's what, the only thing I can I can think of that of would make being afraid Yeah, when it comes to fear or success, that's the only thing that really comes to mind. It's or like, you know, you do something so well for so long. Um, it's like, well, how do you, you now have made s- such a high expectation. It's like, how do you go above that? Yeah. And I Too think, successful. I think even now I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid of it, of success, quote unquote. And I mean, the success in terms of like actually achieving my dreams and actually making sure lost becomes a thing or whatever I'm working on becomes a thing. That's okay. It's just what comes with that because we're a very public company or because we're a very, you know, content driven company success also means a lot of uh, eyeballs on your, on you, right? A lot of people interested in your life, interested in your lifestyle, what you're doing, what you're not doing, who you're hanging with, who you're not hanging with. And that's the aspect of life that or, or of this pathway is what I'm seeing is like what really scares me to an extent, because I never want the internet to know or random people that I don't know. I don't, I don't ever want them to know who my, my sisters are, what my parents look like, where I live, who my friends are. I don't want them to know who, who my significant other is. Cause all, all their safety is like of my, and, and this safety that they never signed up for, right? The world is as scary as it is already without me going out and above and beyond um trying to do this thing and and potentially putting them in danger because even now uh a lot of streamers female streamers on twitch youtube and everything like that who play video games very wholesome women who are very respectful women like ex choco bars and foosley um if anyone needs to know uh and ronda rousey (laughs) ronda rousey um but these women have recently come out this is filmed in september um so they've recently come out saying that they're very scared of of them dying to the hands of their stalkers. They have active stalkers who've gotten very close. This one girl, Anita, something. Sims. You might know who I'm talking about. No, 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 no. Um, her boyfriend's actually uh, uh, Meg Turney. Mm, her stalker actually yeah. broke into her house. Yeah, and it was threatening Gavin, her boyfriend, because the stalker was that obsessive with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If this person went to as far as breaking into their home. Yeah. He had like, like a gun. Some people or something. don't know boundaries, and it's uh, terrifying. The cops yeah, were called, gun. and everything. Luckily, they were like hiding, and then the cops were called. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, nothing actually came. Like nothing happened, but still, it's like the fact that it even happened, got that far. It's terrifying. Yeah. So and being exploited is definitely a terrifying thing. Which is which is a big reason why. I have this conversation with my sisters. My parents aren't involved in that much content. And for, my my mom freaking loves being involved in content though. So it's like, you know, she's cool with it. Um, but even then I like to keep her at bay being like, hey man, I love you, but no, no, let's not do that. Um, and that's social media for you. <laughs> yeah. So, but I had that conversation with people like my sister or or my girlfriend where I'm like, hey, 
like I, I I get it. Like, you know, we want to be out there. You know, you want the world to know. You want to be proud about it. But because I'm even like in a speck of this thing in the filmmaking world, I'm not even, let's not even talk about entertaining because we haven't really broken that. But I'm in filmmaking, right? Because we're not entertaining at all. Yeah, we're not entertaining at all. Nope. I don't know why you're listening nope. to this podcast already. If you're an hour and four minutes in, get a life. Um <laughs> Uh, even though this podcast, this? I'll give you, I'll, I'll give it to Nathan. Very good questions. I love them. Very, very riveting conversations. Um, remember, if you wear shorts, you're stupid. Whoa, I like wearing shorts, man. <laughs> um, but me and my significant other we have just had a conversation about shorts before the podcast. <laughs> my significant and other have podcast. had this conversation of like, we, I, I, I want to put us out there, right? There's no world that I don't uh, want to share what we're doing, what we're not doing. But that also comes with me feeling unsafe about it. it it's it's also that where it's like, I get that you're you're available and, and you want to do that. You're like, hey, I don't care. And I understand that. But in my mind, I feel like the the risk for me as a man is way less than for her as a woman. Is just as simple as that. And even for Janae, it's like doing content of any kind, even with a conversation we're having right before, which led to me realizing what the podcast was on today, um, which Janae will share in a future podcast. Uh, but even that is 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 what I'm talking about. It's very scary. The the harassment, the the living on your edge as you already do from strangers, but now this one stranger knows what you look like, knows they want something from you that's a whole nother world of paranoia that that i don't want someone else to experience because of me yeah. no matter how available that's the whole are. celebrity issue and why some of them drop off and all that stuff i think it also goes back and to it's being definitely understandable being afraid of not knowing since if you achieve this thing you don't know what comes afterwards so you're probably anxious about it yeah. or afraid I want to ask Janae, as a woman uh, who is stepping into the content creation world, stepping into, you know, this this film world, even though you're much more behind the scenes almost. I mean, you've been in our Halloween films as the makeup and, and the actual actress. Yeah, you've also been but in, other stuff on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, but for like actual like, you know, how lost we, we work, Janae is predominantly behind the scenes. Um. Does that ever scare you? Or, or like, do you ever have like thoughts like that? Uh, or like, you know, second guess the whole thing that you're doing? Not so much second guessing mostly. And I guess it's most, well, a good number of people at Lost Studios are friends that I know personally. Like, you know, some of the people that we work with, um, and so I trust you guys. And then like, and so whenever you bring on a person, I'm like, okay, I know that Habib used his best judgment with this person. So I therefore feel comfortable with this person. And if for whatever reason, I don't feel comfortable with this person. Um, I know that I'm in, I'm in a fortunate situation where I work with people who I can express this with. Like I can tell you anything and we can have um, very professional and, and, good conversations about these things and we're also very fortunate that that, that never happened you know that never came up 
um, with anybody that we've ever presented things to or that we've even worked with. Like it's been it's been a very good community that we have. Um, I've never seen that. I've never seen anything come at me directly, so I haven't had anything to really fear yet. But there's still that in the back of my head. I'm like, okay. Um, I do joke around a lot and, and say certain things. And I'm like, is this going to be something that will eventually be held against me at some point? Like someone's going to misinterpret what I say. Um, and because I am a woman, unfortunately, I'm much easier to target. Unfortunately. Um, like if somebody figured out, you know, where I work, you know, they could just show up and, you know, like at the end of the day, like if someone went to confront me, it's like, not the strongest, you know, tool in the shed. <laughs> like, I'm a fragile human being. <laughs> I yeah. feel like a piece of paper. Like, um, but it's like, and and there's the, like, and then I, you know, I avoid being by myself in public, and that's just in general. So it's like, yeah, there's just kind of that, that fear in the back of their heads, just because of things that happen. And I had had incidences that happened where uh, complete strangers, you know, would follow me when I'm just walking down the street, just trying to grab food because I what's the point of driving 10 feet you know but it's like for reasons like that and then yeah like what, what we just talked about like what you're referencing it's like I did zero effort and somehow I managed to find myself in a situation where somebody's trying to you know either verbally or or uh just harass you know how intern internetally yeah, yeah, yeah just, just harass you. <laughs> um cyber uh yeah it's just like a i don't have words but you know what i'm saying like you know through the internet and everything like zero effort and i can still somehow get it creepy person yeah i get that um attention from unwanted eyes yeah yeah, so... But, like, I don't know. I haven't had a real reason to fear anything, which, hopefully, you know? Yeah. Don't jinx, knock on wood, but... Right. Um, Work-wise, yeah, I... I will promise this. There will never be an environment that you or anyone else, whether it be a guy, girl, non-binary, whoever have you, there will never be a point that I can promise... I can promise this. There will never be a point that anyone who works with or at Lost or any of our other branches or projects that they'll ever feel uncomfortable. And I can say that for a fact. I don't care how important you are to us. Yeah. I don't care what you are. Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. At the end of the day, one slip up is all mm -hmm. I need to kick you out. I can do this without you and I will do it without you. You're just brought on to make sure the project reaches its peak ability you're brought on to make sure the pro your vision and the project and our vision are like all connected and it reaches the highest potential it can. But I don't need it to reach the highest potential if my friends are comfortable or if someone just, just if they're not able to live their best life, if they're not able to live comfortably and know that they can go into a safe space full of friends and family. And that I could, I'll scrap the project right then and fucking there. I don't really give a crap. There's billions of projects that that, that are on the table at all times. Um, so that's just, uh, I guess, an internal PSA. Or if you ever want to work at Lost. And I know that because, like, I know you. So, like, I never had that fear of, like, 
you know what's gonna happen it's like yeah cool. I'm, this is great yeah it's just like friends <laughs> goofing off and that's how i want it to be forever it's just friends goofing off um but i know yeah. unfortunately there might Talented be a friends, time like i've seen some creative stuff and ideas come through <laughs> we can't oh, sorry there's a lag you're talking no no you're good you're good you're good um, <laughs> i know i don't know you're okay um i was just saying there you know okay, no one's perfect nothing's perfect um so there might be a time that i know for a fact the lost team though not that type of team i can i can vouch for everyone on the team currently that they you know nothing is ever going to be uh uncomfortable um to any extent you want it to be no please don't <laughs> um but yeah so you know when but i have that's why i thoroughly vet who we work with uh, and collaborate with that's why there that's why there's lack of collaboration to this point where like i want to make sure um because again we could get this project done without you we we brought you on because we want to speed things up or we need extra hands and we believe in your vision uh and your ability to help push this project to be the best it can be those are the only few reasons you would be brought on and that we really like you but if you fuck up we don't like you you're gone you can't stay with us bye and yeah cool yeah i've known these orchestras for years so um (laughs) how long podcasts and i Podcast? No, how long have I known you? Ooh, I don't know. Dude, dude, dude. I just know if there's long. a certain there's a certain blue wide in a in I know a we all went to spring quarters together. Wait, wait, Nathaniel, what are you saying? <laughs> there's ever a, a certain blue eyed individual individual coming on the podcast at the same time I am. I can't promise no abuse. This dude, this dude, <laughs> I reached out to him on Snapchat. <laughs> he said he said, uh, yeet, I will be on. In my defense, I forgot we had the podcast today, so I will make sure he's on next week. But he did agree to recording this week's. It's just I didn't follow up with him. But he should be responsible enough, more responsible than I, to do this. Because I know everyone around me is more responsible than me. Um, <laughs> but he should have been here. But next week, I'm going to try my hardest for you, baby. For you, I'm gonna try for you. It's gonna be a spicy podcast to make sure a very certain someone is uh, on the podcast. I can uh, can (laughs) just look at Nathaniel, (laughs) dude. He's brimming from ear to ear. It's gonna be great. Alrighty. Well, any uh, parting words for anyone? You can play rock band by yourself. It's okay. I won't judge you because I do it too. All righty. Well, thank you again for watching the podcast or listening to the podcast on uh, Spotify or any podcasting platforms. Um, Again, if you stuck this far around, you might as well follow us on Lost Tech Studios on all platforms or this podcast at Sunday Vibes Pod. Um, Go follow these guys. Uh, Nathaniel's at at Naderade. Yeah, on social media. Nathaniel is at Naderade on social media and Janae is underscore j-e-n-n-b-i-i underscore uh on all social medias there so go give them a follow uh pick their brains for whatever questions you have but be respectful if you're not you're getting blocked 
and I'll never want to see your face again. Goodbye. Thank you.